Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Connected Divergence podcast. My name is Tina Etheridge. I am your coach. I am your host. I am a radical ADHD and ADHD acceptance coach. And today I want to talk to you about this really cool, unique, interesting concept that I have learned about that I am currently experimenting with. And I'm going to walk you through some different facets of this experiment. And if you choose to try it, to implement it, kind of like potentially what, maybe we'll, you know, break down scientifically what hypotheses we might expect. And the concept that I want to explore with you today is that of bare maximums. So not bare minimums, but bare maximums. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you have probably heard me talk about my love of doing the bare minimum. If not on this podcast, certainly on my Instagram page, certainly in my email newsletter. But I have, all right, that is an experiment that I have done that I have loved for my brain. Bare minimums have been so incredibly helpful for me for so many reasons. The first one being breaking away from my all or nothing, black or white, 100% or 0% kind of thinking. So a lot of times I will put the bar so, so high, and many age years do this, I will put the bar so high that it is impossible for, re- for me to reach unless, right, I have 100% optimal, you know, conditions and sleep and I'm hydrated and I'm well fed and my hormones are in check and it's like the perfect brain day. And then maybe I can reach that level of optimal performance, efficiency, you know, through hyper-focus, hyper-fixation, whatever else, but that does not happen for me every single day. That is a once in a blue moon kind of experience and more often than not, the stars do not align. And so is this idea, the bare minimum is this idea of let's set the bar on the floor so that for those days where we don't have energy, right? We just do the bare minimum. There's nothing wrong with the bare minimum. We're still getting things done that we need to get done. We're not being lazy, right? This is meets expectations instead of exceeds expectations. And there's nothing wrong with meeting expectations. And um, right, so the bare minimum allows us to experience a more frequent, actually like an incredibly frequent victory condition, right? Where we have more opportunities to celebrate, more opportunities to be like, cool, yes, I did the thing. I'm so proud of myself. It feels more accessible to do the thing. It feels more doable. And in that way, we are able to get that dopamine hit and also, again, have opportunities to celebrate and be proud of ourselves on purpose, of course. And so for me, bare minimums have helped me develop um, consistency through persistence, right? Building relationships with the things that I want to do, building intimacy, exploring, discovering, learning things about myself. Bare minimums have helped me basically develop and build um, consistent, persistent habits, um, routines, uh, doing the things that I want to do. It's been so helpful. And so, right, I was listening to Amy McNee's, um, new course. She has a new course called Write Your Fucking Book and it's fabulous and it's so gentle and lovely and wonderful. And in one of her video modules, she mentions this term, bare maximum. And I've never heard that in my life before until today, I I don't even know if I've really even heard of any productivity hacks, quote unquote hacks that talk about this. I probably have. I'm just forgetting because brain. Um, but bare maximum, what she means by that is kind of setting an upper limit, right? 
Um, she, you know, she was kind of emphasizing this idea about a bare minimum, which I'm like, I, you know, she's talking about it. And I was like, yes, I agree with this. I have experienced this. This resonates. Um, and then she mentioned the bare maximum and I was like, oh, what is this about? And so the bare maximum is this idea of what if we set right these energetic boundaries on um, the things that we want to do? And so in her particular right? You know, this is a course about writing a book. And so the context, the framework in which she was talking about it was, you know, let's set a bare minimum of writing, um, you know, 150, 300 words a day, 500 words a day, whatever else. And then a bare maximum of a thousand words or 1,500 words or 2,000 words. And the idea with that being, I think this is a very ADHD affirming, you know, neurodivergent affirming sort of mindset is right we have the capacity for hyper focus hyper fixating and so a lot of times when we find a new hobby what ends up happening right we go all in we buy all of the things that we need we research every avenue of it on the internet right we've explored and devoured the entire internet and all of youtube and all of reddit and everything else and we've right we go all in and we can often spend hours and hours and hours hyperfixating on you know this hobby this interest this new sparkly shiny thing that we've discovered in the world and that is so fun and so wonderful and a lot of times this tends to enable, this tends to enable burnout. This tends to enable sort of hitting a wall or waking up one day and being like, you know what? I never want to do this ever again, which is fine. But, you know, kind of waking up one day and feeling like, wow, I was so excited to do this a week ago and now today I'm waking up and I have absolutely no desire to do this thing anymore. And a lot of times what's happening is we're actually burning out. And the reason for that is because we've kind of created this set expectation, the set, what's the word, um, rhythm or routine or pattern in our brains of like, hey, if we're going to do this task, this activity, here's what it looks like. And what it looks like is embedded in our brains of, oh, this is going to be hours and hours of work, or this is going to be, you know, take so much effort or so much time or so much brain power. And we just don't have that anymore, right? The novelty has worn off, you know, the honeymoon period has worn off and our brains feel differently. And so again, kind of setting up our all or nothing thinking, we think, oh, my brain doesn't feel this way about it. So that means I just can't do it anymore. And right, that's where I think bare minimums come in really beautifully, showing our brain that it's safe to do less, showing our brain intentionally that it is safe to do less so that we were able to do more over time, right? I've talked about that before. But this other side of it is this idea of a bare maximum, right? And so kind of instead it's saying, all right, well, what if we, right from the very beginning, let's say there's a new hobby that we've just jumped into, or maybe there's something that we've been doing, you know, coming back to, right? We're, we're returning to. So what if we create an energetic boundary with ourselves that says, okay, I'm not going to do, um, you know, I'm not going to spend more than 30 minutes or an hour crocheting per day. And that is my bare maximum. Or right for writing, I'm not going to write more than a thousand words per day. Or maybe when it comes to, um, 
you know, playing guitar again, maybe like another number of I'm not going to, you know, play guitar for more than 45 minutes a day. For me, for my hobby for diamond painting, I think it's really easy for me to say I'm not going to work on more than one section of this diamond painting per day. Maybe if it's something like journaling, I'm not going to journal more than three pages per day. Um, Those are just general ideas. I think you can break it down in the way that you best see fit and the metrics that sort of best serve the activity that you're pursuing. But again, it's this idea of like, what if we experimented with having a bare maximum? And I think this could be really important if I'm going to, like I said earlier, I'm going to kind of present different alternate scenarios that are possible. Not saying that there's only these possibilities. You could go in and experiment and find out so much more for yourself. Um, But here's one that that I'm currently thinking through for myself and for my own brain and for my own life. And the first one being, okay, so I don't know about you guys, but I've certainly had this experience of feeling like, wow, okay, I have the energy to do this thing today. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Okay, I have the energy, so I need to go. It is go time. Now, 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 go, go, go. It's sort of like this use it or lose it, a very scarcity mindset of like, I only have this for so long and it could be gone at any moment. So I have to like use it all up while I have it. And it's interesting because I believe that that's sort of become a self-fulfilling prophecy for me where I will kind of be like, use it or lose it. And then I will overextend my energetic capacity. I will burn out. I will crash and burn and then that keeps me from doing this thing that I want to do for weeks, months, or even sometimes years for me. And so one possibility with a bare maximum is say, let's, you know, establish this for a hobby or this thing that we want to do and, you know, make sure that we don't overextend that energetic capacity. Almost like, I don't know, like this sort of like teasing or like seducing ourselves or romancing ourselves right? Letting there be space to be more, right? Not hitting the point where our well is totally and completely empty, but like leaving a little bit more in the well, leaving a little bit more gas in the tank, whatever metaphor you want to use here. Um, But like, right, having this bare maximum be, uh, you know, we still have some energy in reserve so that when we come back tomorrow or the next day or the next week or whenever it is that we come back, you know, we weren't totally depleted. We did not hit empty. And I think that's a really fascinating possibility that I want to experiment with myself. Um, And if you're interested in this, and if this sounds like really cool to you, I encourage you to experiment with it for yourself and see, see what the results are. See how it feels in your brain. See if you love it or if you hate it. And, you know, another possibility, the second one that I wanted to propose And this is the thing that I'm very curious about to see is, okay, so for myself, right, when I first started going to the gym, um, I guess it was two years ago now, I was full on, full on hyperfixated, right? I was, I was, again, doing all of the research and watching all of these videos and it was like the only thing that I, you know, looked up on my phone during my break times and I loved it. I was having the best time and it was so much fun. And I didn't, you know, it took me a while. It wasn't like burnout happened a week later. It took like a couple months for me to hit burnout. It was something that sort of slowly, gradually unfolded over time, but I did. And the thing that, you know, that I've been sitting with is 
you know, it's not a bad thing to hyperfixate. It's very fun. It's very joy- joyful. Um, and I sort of naturally found that just having a bare minimum was enough for me. Just setting that bare minimum for me being like, my bare minimum is I go to the gym and I can do literally whatever my brain feels like doing. I can jump around. I can bounce around. I can spend however much time or however little time as I want to, but it's just being in the gym and like treating it like a playground. That is my bare minimum. Um, and I found that that was really all that I needed. Like I didn't find, and maybe this is just because I'm looking at it in hindsight, but I didn't really find that, oh, I should have had a bare maximum at the beginning. Um, because it would have done X, Y, Z. Um, and so who knows, right? You might experiment with this and find like, wait, no, actually this bare maximum is, um, keeping me feeling caged or keeping me feeling a little, um, stuck or just kind of disappointed. And that's okay, right? That's fair. You get to discover that for yourself. And it's also, right, here's another possibility. Let's break away from the all or nothing thinking, Um, It could also be the kind of thing where there are some activities or hobbies that greatly benefit from a bare maximum and others that really don't need it. Like, um, for example, for me, right, I don't need a bare maximum at the gym, um, especially because I'm not hyper fixated anymore. But even when I was, I didn't really need a bare maximum. I was having the best time. I didn't want a bare maximum It wasn't like burnout happened overnight. Um, Burnout was a very slow, gradual event. However, when it comes to this new hobby that I'm rewiring, when it comes to writing fiction, I 100% want and need a bare maximum for writing fiction. And that's because writing fiction is, oh gosh, how do I explain it? It's something that I want to do, but I'm terrified to do, right? I wasn't terrified to go to the gym. Going to the gym felt easy and fun and light and carefree and it didn't have any sort of big emotional weight to it for me. It could be totally different for someone else. But for me, I was just going to the gym because it, it was like a lot of novelty for me. Um, and I'm like, yeah, let's build muscle. That'll be fun, right? I wasn't going because, oh my God, I have to lose weight or else. Or I wasn't carrying in with me, you know, all of my history with eating disorders or binge eating or diet and weight loss, um, like, you know, trauma. I don't know what other words to use, but trauma. Like I wasn't carrying that in with me and it probably would have been super different if I was, right? So maybe this is the kind of scenario where if you have something that is like, oh, this is like the most fun thing ever and it's so carefree and joyful and don't even think twice about it, you don't need a bare maximum, but maybe for something that feels precious to you or feels scary or there's a vulnerability there, right? There's a discomfort there of, you know, wanting and needing and having to face, you know, a part of yourself that's kind of hurting, that's kind of wounded, that has, you know, more emotions, heavy emotions associated with this task, this hobby, this action, whatever it is for you, then maybe that's something that could benefit from a bare maximum in order to help to protect yourself, right? Protect your energetic needs, protect your um, that emotional vulnerability. Maybe having that boundary with yourself will help you, help you feel safe while you're doing something that is a little uncomfortable, that is a little bit scary. So those are my current thoughts. 
about this idea of a bare maximum. And again, I want to reiterate, there is nothing bad about hyperfocus or hyperfixation. It is one of the best parts of our brain. It is so joyful. Like, and it's really hard, right? I'm not going to say, oh, no, it's only all good. I have certainly experienced very challenging hyperfixations, especially hyperfixating on people, especially hyperfixating on my body or my skin or whatever other things, right? Yes, hyperfixations can also be really difficult. I think hyperfixation, I've been loving this idea lately. It's a neutral, right? It's a neutral experience with no moral judgments. It's also super fun, um, like hyperfixation on like things that I'm researching is one of the things that brings me the most joy in the world. So it is just a part of who we are. We don't need to, right? I'm not talking about bare maximums to be like, yes, this is how we stop hyperfixating. This is how we cut this part out of our bodies and out of our brains. And this is how we become more neurotypical. No, I am not saying that. Please don't interpret it that way. I think bare maximums are just a gentle and supportive tool that we can use if it benefits us, if it helps us, and especially if it helps us do things that we want to do, but feel a little bit scary, a little bit vulnerable, a little bit uncomfortable. Beautiful. Okay, friends, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, please, if you like this episode, if you love the podcast, please rate me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It would mean so much to me and it would help other people find this podcast as well. And if you haven't, if you're not already, be sure to follow me on Instagram. My handle is comfort and kindness. And you can also hop on my email newsletter. I send love letters to your neurodivergent brain every single week. And this is really an area for me to go a lot more in depth um, with my writing and just leave some lovely thoughts, uh, thought experiments, some mindset downloads in your inbox for you every week, which is so much better than spam or that <laughs> that email from me undies that's telling you to buy more underwear. Yes. So you can sign up for that in the link. Um, I'll leave it in the show notes. So thank you again. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye.